Welcome to Empowered Radio. I am your host, Emma Montgomery, an online nutrition and fitness coach and creator of Shred Within. Each week, we'll talk all things nutrition, training, and mindset. You'll be able to take my tips and strategies and apply what you learn to see results with both your body and your mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Empowered Radio. Today, I am going to talk to you all about the top nutrition mistakes, um, top dieting mistakes, really, that I see made most often. So I believe I've got five listed down here that I'm going to dive into and talk a little more in depth about each one. Um, But the first one is really just focusing on complex strategies um, or supplements versus the caloric intake. So I see so many people talk about intermittent fasting and different trendy diets, meal timing, um, eating late at night, um, things like that. So really nutrient timing, intermittent fasting, those are the biggest ones um, that I'll see people talk about. And honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what time you're eating it matters the amount of food that you're eating. So if you are not tracking your calories first and foremost, because calories are king when it comes to weight loss. So you cannot manage what you don't measure. So if you're not tracking your calories in, then you have no idea if you're eating in a calorie deficit, which is what is required for weight loss. So that's the biggest one I see is people um, focusing on intermittent fasting and um, nutrient timing and things and missing the boat on just starting with tracking their calories um, to make sure that they're first and foremost in a calorie deficit. Um, And that goes for supplements too. I'll see people ask about what supplements should I take? Um, Should I take creatine and and all these things? And yes, supplements are great. But at the same time, the first and most important thing when we're talking about dieting in itself is going to be your calorie budget. So if you're not adhering to that, the other things are not going to matter. So calories are going to be king when it comes to weight loss. Then when you add in tracking protein and hitting an adequate amount of protein, that is going to be the recipe for fat loss. So protein is what helps build and sustain muscle mass. So if you are in a calorie deficit and you are taking in an adequate amount of protein, I would say anywhere from 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight, then you are in a good place uh, to see fat loss. Um, Number two is jumping into fad diets that don't take into account your lifestyle or your food preferences. So, um, for example, keto. I have never done keto. I have no desire to do keto. If you do keto, totally fine. Um, But again, if you're somebody who loves carbs, then keto probably is not going to be a good fit for you because you're not going to be able to sustain that long-term. Same thing, uh, again, with intermittent fasting. 
Intermittent fasting is not a diet. It's just an eating window. And a lot of people get hung up on that and they think they need to practice intermittent fasting to see fat loss when, again, you don't have to. If you like breakfast, eat breakfast. Um, So again, don't jump into something that you're not going to be able to sustain long term. If you have to question in the beginning of a diet, will I be able to do this three months, six months, however many months from now, and the answer is no, then I would not do it. Um, So that is number two, jumping into diets that do not take into account your lifestyle or your food preferences. Um, Number three, not tracking at all (laughs) or not tracking with accuracy and not weighing um, your food and eyeballing things. So if you're somebody who maybe you followed um, an eating plan that had you Um, eat out of the containers. I don't know which program that is, but it has you put foods in containers and eat out of those. And I'm sure it's probably a close estimate in terms of however many calories, 12 to 1400, if you eat certain containers worth. Um, But again, you are not going to know. Again, you cannot manage what you don't measure. So tracking your food with accuracy. um, If you've never weighed and measure food before, um, or counted macros for a while where you've actually, again, had to weigh and measure food, then chances are you are going to be, um, not so great at eyeballing portion sizes. So until you actually practice weighing and measuring food and seeing what a balanced plate looks like, what an appropriate portion size of, Um, meat or veggies or starches, peanut butter, um, things like that, then it's going to be very hard for you to estimate. So people, again, um, that think that they're eating a certain number of calories are a lot of times um, grossly underestimating their caloric intake because they are not measuring, they're eyeballing things, and they're assuming that it's four ounces of chicken when in actuality, they're probably eating like six ounces or so. Um, So again, that is number three. It's um, either not tracking your food at all or um, so basically weighing logging inappropriately in terms of your calorie intake. So more estimating than actually tracking and weighing. Um, Number four, Cutting calories way too aggressively up front and having nowhere to work down from. So I don't know where this 1,200 calories for women um, has come into play, but I see it so often. Women of all shapes and sizes, age, activity levels come and they'll say, I'm eating 1,200 calories a day. I'm really inconsistent with it. I have a hard time staying on track. Um And yeah, 1200 calories is barely enough for like a toddler. So there are very few people who are going to be dieting on 1200 calories. Most people will need more than 1200 calories. So if you are starting a diet and you're starting at 12, 1300 calories, you have nowhere to go down from. So when your body adapts to those calories, you've got nowhere to cut to. Um, so, I mean, it's, you would literally be eating a thousand calories a day at some point, 
again, it's not sustainable and you have nowhere to work from. So cutting way too aggressively up front because you think you need to be in this massive deficit. And again, a lot of this stems from not ever tracking your food and just assuming um, to a lot of people, they think 2000 calories a day is a lot of food. I weigh 120 pounds and I eat uh, 2000 calories a day right now and I'm maintaining weight on that. So some people, they just think the number 2000 sounds so big. And so they're like, oh, I'm eating 2000 calories a day. I've been eating in a surplus. That's so much food. I need to like start at like, you know, 13, 1400 calories when in actuality, they're probably eating a lot more than 2000 a day. And that's why they've been gaining weight. And so they're jumping into this super aggressive deficit, not having any idea where their actual actual calorie intake is to begin with. So again, the biggest tip I can give there is take a couple of days and track your actual intake. It's very eye-opening when you see the amount of food that you're actually eating when you're weighing and logging those things versus assuming or estimating. Um, so yeah, going way too aggressively up front, not having anywhere to work from. And again, that stems from assuming that you're eating at a certain amount when you're actually eating far more than that. It just, to you, it sounds like a lot. So again, 2000 calories a day is what most people will maintain weight on or higher. So, um, I know a lot of people think 2000 calories sounds like a lot, but it's really not. So again, track your food, get a good estimate of where you are. It gives you a much better starting point for starting a diet. Um, and the last one, the biggest one, and I saved it for last, um, so I could dive a little more in depth on this one, but it's, um, inconsistency with tracking and more specifically, um, having like untracked meals or cheat meals. So nothing wrong with having cheat meals. I'll have people all the time say, Oh my gosh, I can't have a cheat meal. My pushback to that is, well, there's several things that I could push back on, but, um, one, if you're following a diet that you feel like you need to have a cheat meal from, the diet is probably too restrictive. So I would check that first. Second, um, this is where some people may disagree with me, but this is where nutrition periodization comes in. So you hear these people that talk about they've been dieting their whole life or you ask somebody, when was the last time you weren't on a diet? And they're like, oh my God, I've been dieting for years. I have no idea. So the problem with that is that mentality of you do great all week, you fall off track, and I'm doing the air quotes here, guys, on the weekend, and then you're starting over again on Monday. And it's because you've set yourself up in this vicious cycle where you're likely under eating a lot through the week. So you're probably one of those that you're eating the 1200 calories a day through the week. And then you have cheat meals or untracked meals on the weekend and cycle back around to Monday and you're starting over. But in your mind, you're eating 1200 calories a day. When in actuality, your average is much higher than 1200 calories a day. So when you factor in your weekends, let's just say, for example, you're eating 1200 calories a day, five days a week. Then you have two days on the weekend, let's just say Friday and Saturday, that you eat 
2,500 calories on each of those days. Your average now is 1,570 calories a day when you add those up and do the average over seven days, not 1,200. So in your mind, you're like, why am I not losing weight? I'm only eating 1,200 calories a day. You're not eating 1,200 calories a day. The untracked or extra calories from the weekend has now taken your average much higher than you think. So this is the biggest mistake I see because people are so inconsistent and they want to um, either allow cheat meals, but the cheat meals can add up very quickly. And so when you don't have any parameters that you're working in, you're going to set yourself back. So you're, again, your average is much higher than you think. And a lot of people, if you're dieting down, that could put you at, um, in a very moderate or very low deficit for the week, or maybe even maintenance for the week. So again, that's why those people keep saying, I keep gaining and, um, losing and gaining the same two to three pounds over and over. Cause you'll do really great for the week. Then you have the cheat meals. They may spiral out of control and then you have some water weight. And then by the time you flush that back out through the week, you cycled back around to the week again, weekend again. So the inconsistency with your, um, with your daily averages, basically. So the tracking daily and having cheat meals or untracked meals. So if you have set yourself up in a dieting phase that will allow for really good adherence, that is the number one tip here. So if you're trying to diet during a time of the year when you have vacations or birthdays or holidays, of course, those times are going to be really hard to adhere to a diet. So when you look at your calendar, look out at what you have going on. If you have a lot of social events, a lot of obligations, things that are going to make sticking to a calorie deficit very hard, I would not suggest dieting during that period. You are setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up to fall off track, start over again, the vicious cycle, the yo-yo effect. So again, looking at times that are advantageous for you where adherence can be really good. So where you won't need cheat meals or have things going on. Yeah, there might be like one occasion that, you know, something comes up. But again, looking at over the next 12 weeks, do I have anything going on very minimal things going on that are going to allow me to be able to adhere to my diet. So that's the first thing is looking out and making sure that you're setting a start and end date to your diet. So it starts here. I'm going to cut for 12 weeks. It's going to end here. And you know that during that 12 weeks, you're going to be consistent and you're going to adhere to your deficit. That way you're not doing that yo-yo thing over and over and over. And so this obviously will um, help with your weekly average. You're not going to have the cheat meals. You're not going to have that, again, starting over, yo-yo effect. Um, But really, that is the biggest one I see is people not realizing because they're not tracking it. They're not thinking that the cheat meal or the untracked meals, they're not taking that into account with their average for the week. So they think they've been eating 1,200 calories, but in actuality, they are taking in, on average, three to four to 500 calories more a day. So they're spinning their wheels. So 
the biggest thing there is tightening that up um, and having parameters for that. For my clients, and I do this with the shred, I do this when I set macros, um, I provide a calorie cycle where it allows them to have some lower days of the week and then they can enjoy some higher days on the weekend. And the weekly average is exactly the same as if they were following a steady count every day. Um, So I can do another podcast and talk about calorie cycling and how you can set that up for yourself and implement that. But um, the biggest takeaway here is going to be tracking consistently and knowing where your average is daily. So that um, the cheat meals, the not realizing that your average is higher than you think because you're not factoring in your untracked meals or cheat meals, that is the hands down biggest mistake I see. I have so many women come to me and they think that they have metabolic damage, adrenal fatigue, um, you name it. They think they have destroyed their metabolism when nine times out of 10, it is that they are just really inconsistent. Um, So I would say get the consistency down, track daily and be consistent. And if you're at a calorie intake that is really hard for you to be consistent at, then you probably need to increase it some. So I hope that's helpful. Um, Let me know what you guys think. Again, I will um, do a follow-up episode on the calorie cycling because I know I get tons of questions on that. Um, But I hope you guys enjoyed the episode today and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Empowered Radio. If you enjoyed the episode or found value in it, could you do me two quick favors? One, take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tag me in it so I can say thanks. And two, could you subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes? It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.